What's going on guys? Graham Jesus Matthews back here with another full-length episode of WrestleRant Radio. This one being from September 30th, 2014. So here's the lowdown with this episode. This was the only episode ever in the six years I've been doing the show where the audio was cut out for the first 15 minutes. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner, but if you listen to this episode on any streaming platform, whether it be the original link on Next Air Wrestling or iTunes, Podbean, whatever it might be, the first 15 minutes is mostly silence because we fucked up when we made the episode and the mics of myself and Mr. Marceau RJ were muted for the first 15 minutes and all you can really hear is our guest, Jamie Lee Mack. Now, you can hear him, but not us. You can hear the responses to the questions that we were asking that you can't hear because our mics were muted, if that makes any sense. So, for the replay here on YouTube, I'm going to cut out the first 15 minutes altogether and then just throw it to the part where Jamie, I think, is responding to a question I asked about what WWE needs to do to get back on track. I think this episode of Raw sucked. It's from September of 2014, and we're just talking about how bad the product is at that point, and I believe I asked him what they need to do to get the roster back to where it needed to be. Um, So I'll include his response, and then from there you can hear our audio, which is also not the greatest, from yours truly and Mr. Marceau, RJ. So here we go. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I don't, I really don't have much of an answer for that. I mean, like, like when news broke of Reigns um, having to go in for uh, surgery, I just thought like, all right, Roman Reigns is gone and Daniel Bryan's gone. And Lesnar is not, and Lesnar is not around enough to like, you know, uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure what. Or, um, no, sorry. I'm not really sure like what uh, word I should use. But anyways, so like the only so like the top. Okay, like I would say the top four guys you have right now are Cena, Orton, Ambrose, and Rollins. All great talent, but like you know, again, it's like you guys mentioned the roster depth. I mean, like, it's kind of difficult to base the entire company just around those four guys until, you know, you're, until Brian and Reigns are back. And, and, and really, like, right now, I would say the roster depth is probably the biggest uh, problem right now. And, and honestly, there's really, I mean, like, there's, there's not really, like, a big spark going on right now. I mean, I want to, like, and it, it was the same deal with last year. I mean, like, after, like, I want to say after Night of Champions, that's when things, you know, again began to go downhill because you had that random ass title change with Brian, and then he gets stripped of the title the night after Raw within 10 minutes of, you know, the show. And with, and like, and from there, you just had lackluster views and lackluster storylines up until around the Rumble. And I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing this year. Just lackluster build, um, no depth in the no uh, no depth in the booking whatsoever. So, so if I had to pinpoint one or like the main problem right now, I would probably say the roster depth. 
Oh, absolutely. I think there's a lot of different things that it's currently affecting the roster or the, oh, the overall product, definitely. But there's a lot of little things, too. There's the commentary team, which God knows we need to improve with JBL, Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler on commentary. That's one thing that needs to change almost immediately. Um, that's what else? The, the, the three-hour format is the raw of Raw is something that a lot of people complain about, okay? But that's something that's not going to change. We know they're not going to go back to two hours. There's really no point in, in hoping that it's going to because there were a lot of reports back in 2012. They'll go back to three hours. They'll go back to two hours by the end of the year, all this kind of stuff. But it hasn't. It won't. It's been USA two and a half Network years. Giving them an extra eight hundred grand for that third hour. They're e- not giving it up. Exactly. It's all about the money in a time where they need money with all the financial problems they currently have. Exactly. With Ex- all the friggin' budget cuts going around. Eight, I mean, like that. I mean, like that. Extra eight eight hundred grand a week. It'd be suicide. They, It'd be absolutely they, suicide. They could use it. <laughs> Ex- exactly. That free money coming in from all that uh, commercial and stuff like that. But that being said, though, I think there's really not, like you said before, I think it's a roster depth, something they need to work on by WrestleMania time, which they did last year, because at this point last year, there was really no one to top the roster after WrestleMania. I was thinking about this the other day. You think after the day, the night after WrestleMania this year, you see Daniel Bryan on top as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. You have The Shield. You have Cesaro winning the Battle Royal. Bray Wyatt lost to Johnson in WrestleMania, but still a great star nevertheless. A lot of top star. Paige debuting. Rusev, all these others debuting or arriving and, you know, leading the cause, the revolution, the young revolution, the upstart on WWE programming. So I'm glad that is no longer the case in WWE. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully we can get something like that back in the roster depth in coming months as we quickly approach WrestleMania. But I do want to take a quick break from that and talk about something a little more lighthearted on the side of NXT in the current WWE 2K15 video game. It was announced in the last couple of days that the next video game for the next-gen consoles only, not for the 360 or PS3, unfortunately, because I do not have an Xbox One or a uh, PS4 or whatever. On the next-gen consoles, they will be featuring a My Career Mode for NXT, where you get to take your superstar from NXT to Hall of Fame status. And also included in the game will be Rusev, I know, Adrian Neville, Sami Zayn, Corey Graves... And I think maybe someone else. Oh, Bo Bo Dallas, too. So we got a lot of cool NXT superstars in the next game. A lot of great graphics, great mode. Um, Bill DeMott, I know, is going to be in the game, too. I don't don't know how big of a draw that is. William Regal as the general manager. (laughs) All that kind of stuff. So that's pretty great. But, uh, RJ, I'll start with you first. Do you play the WWE video games? And if so, what are your thoughts on the new product, the new uh, addition to the WWE video game? I think it's October or November. No, it comes out in November, I think. Yeah. with the 2K the other year it was pretty good. Uh, I have the newest one, so I like it a lot. Um, but uh, hopefully with this new mode that they're coming out with, maybe it'll intrigue more people to get the game and try to become a uh, WWE Hall of Famer, I guess. They got a lot of cool modes in the next game. Like I said before, only for the next-gen consoles. Kind of disappointing for some, but it's still a pretty cool addition nevertheless. Looking, shaping up to be one of the best WWE games in a long time, especially with the inclusion of Sting and so many others that they've included in the game or confirmed for the game so far. So I'm looking forward to it. It looks to be a great game. Jamie, are you a gamer? And if so, what are your thoughts on the announcement of these NXT superstars in the next WWE 2K15 video game? Oh, my God, I love it. Yeah, well... You know, actually, uh, just a few weeks ago, I actually did buy an Xbox One. So I definitely will be getting the next-gen version of of the game. And when I read up on the details of that mode, I was blown away. Um, uh, like, I will not lie. 
if that was the only mode in the entire game, I would I would like I would definitely slap down seventy bucks for it, easy. Because just from because like just from what I read, you know, had just just from like making your guy, putting him in the I believe in the performance center and then and then once he's done all that goes to or 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 sorry um he goes to NXT does his stuff there and base and and then once you're in Raw or SmackDown or wherever uh basically um you get to like choose who you feud with and this is the part I love even if you lose a match it keeps going you don't have to win certain matches you just keep going the cycle just keeps moving with it and it's I mean like it's awesome and basically um, uh, I think I read somewhere that this or that that this is basically 2K's version of wrestling RPG and for those of you that don't know what that means that means role playing game where you make every little decision uh, you know, you form, uh, or, or, or sorry, uh, you form uh, uh, alliances uh, with uh, with guys, and you and and you and uh, you feud with uh, with pretty much everybody, and it's just awesome. And this is something that I swear, like, like it would not shock me if this was the best wrestling game that they have ever made. And this is also 2K's first first uh, foray. Now, last year, THQ still had their hand on it before 2K took over. So this is 2K's first full venture. And it would not surprise me if they absolutely blew anything THQ did out of the water. Absolutely, because I think the My Career Mode had, kind of had, was a staple in the NBA games, I think, for the most part. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. So that's probably why incorporating it into the wrestling video games, I think it's a very smart move. Great part, great move on WWE's part to incorporate that in the new video game, shaping it up to be a great game on paper. Like we said before, I think the current-gen consoles are the next, I don't know, the 360 and the, the PS3, PS3 come out at the end of October, I believe. Next-gen console games come out, I think, in November, right before Survivor Series. It's not even a couple days difference. It's like a month difference. I think someone said that was because like the whole CM Punk thing, so for the next-gen, they're going to take them out or something. Oh, or something okay. about the royalties. <laughs> something like that, so it delayed awesome. like, the release or something. I could see that being a possibility <laughs> then, yeah. I could definitely that see that. So great. Yeah, but it's still really weird to, to release it on one, like, I don't know. I mean, there's some people that have the current-gen, the next-gen, whatever, just to release it a month in advance, like a month difference, I thought it was really weird. I know that we get that, like sometimes it's different for like the UK and then the US, but to do that I thought was really weird. But I will be getting the video game, RJ, what about you? I'll be getting it. What about you, Jamie? Oh, hell yes, definitely, for sure. Looking forward to it, shaping up to be a great game, as I said before. But back on Raw Talk here, want to talk quickly about this. Like I said before, the only highlight from last night's Raw that I thought anyway was the Intercontinental Championship matchup between Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Cesaro. Now, Dolph Ziggler's been winning, losing, winning back the IC title in recent weeks. Do you think, RJ, do you think this is a sign of things to come for Ziggler? Do you think they're slowly building him back up? Or do you think he's just kind of in a mid-card run at the moment? He's just, as of right now, I feel like he's just in a mid-card moment right now, pretty much. I kind of thought it was awkward or weird that Cesaro was in it. They did show like the clip of SmackDown of him winning number one contendership, and then why would The Miz be in it, too? Uh, it's kind of weird. I guess it's to put someone else on TV mm-hmm. and have something meaningful to do. But 
I don't know. I feel like Ziggler's just a glorified mid-card at this point, so. They've, they've had so many start-and-stop pushes with Ziggler that it's really hard to take him seriously. If they were to ever put him back in the world title picture, I'm not 100% sure of that. I'm just not really sure that we could that we would see uh, that that we would see Dolph Ziggler as a solidified main event star at any point ever again. I'm not really sure, especially with only one world title. But um, for what it's worth, though, I think it's been, uh, he's doing a great job as Intercontinental Champion, but having great matches with Cesaro, Miz, whatever. So I look forward to what they do with Hell in a Cell, and we'll get to that in a couple minutes. But um, Jamie, what are your thoughts on Dolph Ziggler? Do you think they are building him back up, or do you think it's just kind of another thing for him to do as Intercontinental Champion? He is stuck in mid-card limbo. That is exactly what I think. But I will say this now. I'm I'm praying to God this is the end of the fireballing of the IC title. Because if there's one thing that annoys me, anything in wrestling, it's when they it's 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 when they hot potato a, a championship. I mean, like you know, Ziggler he won or or, or no sorry Miz he won or sorry uh, Miz he won at a battleground. Ziggler wins it at SummerSlam. Miz wins it at Night of Champions, and then Ziggler wins it back the next night. Which makes Miz the only superstar in history to win the IC title and then lose it the next night to the same guy. <laughs> I mean, it's like, ridiculous. I don't like. I don't get it. But yeah, uh, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't shock me if I'm assuming probably at the next show, which I'm assuming is is um, or sorry, uh, which I'm assuming is. Hell in the Cell. Hell in the Cell, I think, is the next yep. one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it wouldn't shock me if we saw Ziggler drop the title again at another pay-per-view uh, to um, probably Cesaro, I imagine. Anything's really possible at this point. The fact that yeah. they've had the IC title defended last week in Night of Champions, Raw, SmackDown, last night on Raw. It's great that we're getting more title defenses, but we talked about this last week, Jacob and I did and that I don't think that it benefits the IC title to do so many championship changes. It does nothing for anybody involved. It's a waste of time. It makes those title changes mean less, in my opinion, anyway. And the title is already damaged as it is, so to change the title so many times, I don't get it. I'm not a fan of it, but whatever. But um, not only that, not only, like you said, is The Miz the only individual in history to win the IC title one night and then lose it the next to the same person, he was also the individual to be the latest victim of a Triple H burial on Raw when Triple H said that he would end his direct-to-DVD career in WWE if he were to fire him or something along those lines, <laughs> which is funny, the same guy that started Inside Out and The Chaperone and whatever else he was in in WWE <laughs> studio, so that was pretty comical. But anyway, though, um, Dolph Ziggler, the IC champion, he's got a good run going right now, and I look forward to where they go with him in the future. I don't really see him being the next WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Do I think he should be? Absolutely. The guy's got all the tools. He's got great new merch, by the way, too. I just can't see him being built back up as another top star, especially with only one world champion. Maybe if the World Heavyweight Championship was still around, but that aside, though, until that happens, until they split those titles back up, which might not be anytime soon, I don't see him getting back to main event status, unfortunately. So, that being said, a lot more happened on Raw last night. A lot of, not a lot of noteworthy stuff, but like we talked about before, Hell in a Cell is only a month away. The fact that Jamie didn't even know what the pay-per-view, what the next pay-per-view was going to be is kind of a testament to how stale the product is right now and how bad of a job they have done in promoting their pay-per-views. Um, so with that being said, Jamie, I'll ask you first, what do you see on tap for the next pay-per-view? Um, what matches do you see filling out the top of the card? We've got a lot of reports on what's happening with Cena, Ambrose, not Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. So I want to get your thoughts. What do you think is happening at the next pay-per-view? Personally, I wish 
the concept would go away because Hell in a Cell is the number one pay-per-view that I just want to leave. Absolutely. Uh, but anyways, um, as for what do I see as like the marquee match on the show, I'm not going to lie. I think it should be, um, and like, you know, again, this is just me purely fantasy booking. Cena, Orton, Ambrose, Rollins, Fatal 4-Way, Winner Faces Lesnar and Survivor Series for the title. I could see that. And you know what, too? We'll talk about Orton a little bit. That's a whole other discussion I want to get into. But it's what was rumored this past, I think it was today. It was today. It was today. I do not want to see this happen. But they were predicting that they'll do a Cena versus Ambrose match, either on Raw or at the pay-per-view. The winner faces Seth Rollins at the pay-per-view. It's not even like they're getting a title shot. They're just facing Seth <laughs> Rollins. And then you have if the... the briefcase was on the line, it would be a different story. Exactly. Exactly. And then you have... The loser faced Randy Orton at the same pay-per-view. And, and God knows we do not need another John Cena versus Randy Orton <laughs> matchup on pay-per-view. You know what I mean? It they're, makes... basically, they're basically like demoting Orton, saying, like, all right, if you lose, you're facing Orton. Exactly, exactly. It's because so funny the way they're like promoting the It's like... <laughs> if it was Kane, it's right. another story if it was Kane. Here's Kane. If it was Kane, but they're yeah, basically Kane saying that... Something. It's so funny, the fact they're demoting Orton to, like, secondary status. And we'll get to that in a little bit. There's a lot of, I, I want to talk about when it comes to Randy Orton. But um, I like that idea of a fatal four-way contest, number one contenders match. They need more matches because right now I don't see what else will fill out the card. It looks like Night of Champions 2.0, maybe another Page and AJ match. Uh, the Usos versus the Dust Brothers Part 2 or Part 3, whatever, after the rematch on SmackDown. Um, Rusev versus Big Show, maybe. I know they're doing that next week on Raw, but we got to wait and see what they're going to do. I'm not really looking forward to it. Hell in a Cell is not usually a pay-per-view that is almost always great. But like you said before, Jamie, I absolutely agree, and I do want to talk about this. The Hell in a Cell pay-per-view concept, I think, is pointless. So stupid. Hell in a Cell, the match, I look forward to. I love it. But when you give it away as a matchup that no one really cares about, it makes no sense. Like CM Punk versus Ryback and Paul Heyman last year, that did not need to sell stipulation. A lot of the matches Don't in the last five, six years. remind me of anything that involves Ryback and CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't not remind me. Anything from late... <laughs> Anything from late 2012 or late 2013, I don't think we need to discuss. It's almost as bad no. as this year. But um, yeah, the cell stipulation does not mean anything anymore because you know, they're like, you know, it's that time of year again. We need to put them inside the cell instead of waiting until the opportune moments. Like I think the best Hell in a Cell match that we've seen in years, I thought anyway, I mean it's the only great Hell in a Cell match, was Triple H versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania a couple years ago, WrestleMania 28. Because nothing else at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view comes close to topping that matchup. Nothing else in Show 9 comes close to being as great as that matchup. What about Edge versus Undertaker That was in Hell in a Cell, though. That was a great match, but it wasn't Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it was. It was at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's what I said. It was Hell in a Cell, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that, but I'm saying from the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Oh, well, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is stupid as it is, so. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, since the inception just, of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It just, like, demotes TLC, to, uh, too. If I had to name, like, the best Cell match from the actual pay-per-view, yep. I would probably say Orton and Sheamus. They had a great match, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Someone yeah. asked me that yesterday. I was thinking Orton and Sheamus. I mean, it's it sounds really weird to say this, but I, I thought Orton and Cena had a good match, too, in 09. A good matchup, not a great sell match. And then there was a good triple threat match with the title, the WWE title, a couple years ago between Del Rio, Cena, and Punk. It was very well-wrestled, but again, it did not need the sell stipulation, so... RJ, a few questions here. One, do you think the Cell pay-per-view should go away? And two, what are your projections for the Hell in a Cell card? I think, 
like the specialty pay-per-views like Hell in a Cell and TLC need to go away. It just ruins the specialty of the matches and stuff like that. Elimination just, Chamber 2, you think? Elimination Chamber 2 is going to go. Like, they should have just kept They should have kept the name so all the pay-per-views are the same. Backlash, I don't know why dead. they got rid of them. That's the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. I guess some of them aren't that bad, but the specialty ones are so dumb. And then look I like the I like the chamber concept. I still like where it's put. But the name needs to change. Yeah. They, like there there was nothing wrong with No Way Out. That exactly. that actually made sense. I like I like the no I like the Limited Chamber pay per view. I just don't like where they put it because they put it right before WrestleMania and no one's ever really lost. Mm-hmm. So there's no point of having a Limited Chamber because no one ever loses. Exactly. So it's no, stupid where they put it. The title hasn't changed hands inside that chamber since in the last, Chris Jericho since lost Jericho four yeah, years ago, exactly. five years by next year when they hold the next event. Exactly. Makes no it sense. makes no <laughs> sense. But back to as I say, um, Hell in a Cell. There's not too many big. Uh, not really too interested as a point. There hasn't been. Too much, too much to really like notable about this event. But uh, yep. hopefully, I like uh, Jimmy's idea of the fatal four-way. That could actually go in the cell, which they could actually do a couple good uh, spots with that. And like they all kind of like hate each other, so they could actually work that out pretty well. Um, besides that, you said like Stardust and the Dust Brothers and Usos again. We've seen that a hundred times. Paige and AJ for the fifth time. Uh, Rusev, Big Show, and that's another yawn. Uh, maybe Sheamus defends his title. Ziggler and Miz for the fifth time. I just a bunch of rematches. They just don't <laughs> that uh, no one cares exactly. about either. Exactly, it's just too many rematches. There's too many championship changes right now that none of them really mean anything. And Sheamus hasn't done anything with his title, so it doesn't even matter if he lost that. He's wait, a waste. Wait, wait, of, that's a waste of time. So stupid. Did did either of you hear about or um, how apparently there was there was a rumor going around? Apparently, they want Brady and Nikki in the cell. Oh my god! No. <laughs> I, I did hear about that. Please, no. I did. But it was according to a Reddit user. But the thing is, I know he accurately predicted them getting married, Punk and AJ. But he did say that AJ was pregnant, which was not true, of course. Oh, I hope not. So that being said, it looks I'm just like. Saying now that, like, okay, personally, that whole feud is nothing but hilarity to me. And if you put it inside the cell. I will probably die of die of laughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so terrible. That's that's just too much. Too much. In a <laughs> cell. If you can have the first ever Divas Hell in a Cell match, if it's with... pink and small, I'll laugh and like it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if it's like a twenty foot cell, I'd be like, this is so stupid. At least make if you're gonna have a Divas Hell Steel in a Cell Cage. match, Steel Cage. Yeah, man. exactly. Give it to Paige and AJ if anything, but don't give it to Bri and Nikki. I thought last night was an improvement. Whatever they did last night was. Ten times better than anything yeah. they did with Jerry Springer, I'll say that much. But to put them inside the cell when it could go to an Ambrose and Rollins or a Lesnar Cena, which I don't know why they're not doing, um, to, to give it to Bree and Nikki instead is just hilarious. Hilarious, absolutely. But, um, yeah, those are your predictions for Hell in the Cell in a couple more weeks? Nothing, it's nothing big. Nothing big. I don't think there's going to be anything big for the next four or five Bray months. Bray Wyatt, I don't even know what the hell he is. So We'll get to Bray Wyatt in a second. Oh. But we mentioned Randy Orton before, and I really wanted to talk about this. Randy Orton is a very interesting case. Because right now, technically, he's a de facto number two, number one, top heel in the company. It doesn't feel like it, but he is. With so many guys out, Bray Wyatt being... Uh, I, okay, I'll say it. Buried. 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 He was buried. At the hands of John Cena, he was. So we only got Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, and Kane in 2014 as a top heel in WWE. Um, but that being said, though, there was a rumor, and I think... Did RJ... Did you say I said that. Randy Orton said it before, RJ said it before, Randy Orton, there's a report that he might be going babyface in time for WrestleMania. Now, here's the thing. 
there's been rumors, not really rumors, I think a lot of people have just been pitching it, and myself included, a Brock Lesnar-Randy Orton matchup. Now, Randy Orton would not be a heel, but he would not be a babyface either. I think he works better in the heel mode, but he's been so, what's the word for it, devalued as a heel over the last year and a half. because It's not his fault, it's the fact they've booked him so badly. Um, I think if they put him in a position where he could be an anti-hero, like in 2010, 2011, after he, like, when he was doing the thing with Sheamus and all that kind of stuff, I thought he was great when he broke away from the legacy. If you bring back that Randy Orton, have that Randy Orton feud with Brock Lesnar going into Survivor Series in his hometown of St. Louis, I think that could be a great feud. And that'd be a great way to kick off a Randy Orton anti-hero shtick for him going into WrestleMania or whatever they do with him, whether it be in a feud with Bray Wyatt or a Dean Ambrose, I think that could be great. But um, I want to get your thoughts on that. RJ, first, you're a Randy Orton fan, so yeah. I want to get your thoughts. Do you think he should go babyface, anti-hero, stay heel? What do you see that as the future for Randy Orton? I feel like he should, he, like, in a way he'd be babyface, but, like, his character obviously still wouldn't be, like, like the anti-hero kind of thing. Exactly. I feel like he could do that in the coming weeks, getting sick of the authority, kissing up to Seth Rollins, and just not want to be, like, their henchman anymore and just realize that he can go on and be a bigger star than he is right now. I would love the idea of him going against Lesnar and being a new, fresh, fresh feud that we haven't seen in WWE for a while. And I feel like he could put on some really good matches with Lesnar. Could probably like his like psychotic like persona could go well with uh, Lesnar. And they're also both the group. They're also both the class of 2002 from OVW. Like you said before, they had one match on SmackDown like 12 years ago, but that was when Randy Orton was like a jobber at that point. <laughs> so it's a fresh matchup. Yeah. And here's the thing too. This is very scary. Okay. So, since Brock Lesnar has returned, and I just realized this, and I can't believe no one else has mentioned this, Brock Lesnar returned to WWE 12, or, I'm sorry, two years ago, 2012. In that time, the only fresh face, I mean, it kind of defines who you define as a fresh face, the only fresh face he's, face, he, he's you know, gone up against is CM Punk. That's it, because he's faced John Cena before. He's Big Show before. He's faced Big Show before, The Undertaker before. Triple H. Triple H. Oh, he never faced Triple H before, but Triple H is an established guy. He's already a veteran by that point when they feed him for a year. I don't know why they did that feud for so long as they did. But Randy wouldn't be much of the same, but at least it's a matchup that we've never seen before, for the most part, aside from that one match, that we've never seen as Randy Orton being a solidified star in the WWE. So I like the, I like the idea of a Lesnar... Randy Orton match, especially at Survivor Series. If they can't get Lesnar to do Survivor Series, that's ridiculous. It's one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year. It hasn't felt like that in a long time. That's the same pay-per-view that we got Randy Orton versus Big Show at last year in the main event. But um, even so, I think if they brought back Brock Lesnar to do a match with Orton next year at Survivor Series, I think it could be great, especially in his hometown. So, Jamie, I want to get your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on Randy Orton as it is? Do you think he should stay heel, go anti-hero, go babyface? And do you see a Brock Lesnar-Randy Orton feud being plausible? I would probably go the same route as... Or, or, or I'm sorry. Um, I would probably go the same route as... Or, or um, as... Um, as RJ just said there. Um, like, or, like, you know, just have him finally snap. Have him finally just say, like, all right, I've had enough of this crap. And you know what? I would even probably go as far as as doing like you know having punk Kane. <laughs> oh, I thought you said punk Kane. I'm sorry. I thought you said CM Punk oh, no, versus punk Kane. Kane. No, punk Kane. Thank punk God. Kane. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just have him do that, and 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 like really, I actually think that a Lesnar and Randy feud could actually work. I mean, like, um, 
I mean, if you were to like maybe begin it at like around Survivor Series maybe and have it finally or or sorry um, and have it um, uh, be done by let's say like around the Rumble time, um, I think that that I think that that would be great, really, um, because um, everyone was so hyped up and like, oh, Orton's finally heel, Orton's finally heel, but see. I prefer 2007 Orton, heel Orton. When he's still the legend killer, yeah. When exactly because like because like the last time I had any like true invested interest in him was when he was kicking people in the head every week. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So 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 like really, I mean if there's one, I mean like if there's one thing that they could do to I guess bring back that spark and finally like you know not have the product be the way it is right now just have Orton snap in like the final segment and just like you know toss out Hunter toss out Rollins RKO Kane and punt him in the head exactly I think the thing is with Randy Orton that he really has no motivation to be here because here's the thing with Randy Orton I, I wouldn't go far as as far back as 07 I wasn't really watching at the time obviously but I loved Randy Orton when he was like that sadistic viper when he was feeding with John Cena back in like 09 about five years ago and he was so vicious and there was really no redeeming qualities about Randy Orton Nowadays, and he does have his moments, like when he beat up Roman Reigns and beat the living crap out of him a couple of weeks ago, remember, right before SummerSlam. That was awesome. And he has his moments, like when he beats the crap out of Miz, but then he goes back the very next week to being the lapdog to the authority. They really have no consistency with the character whatsoever. So if they can maybe make him anti-hero, definitely break him away from the authority. That has done him no favors. Like Jamie just said, everyone, myself included, was so hyped when Randy Orton went heel, but since day one of his heels run, his latest heel run, he's been aligned with the authority. That's the biggest takeaway from his current character is that he's aligned with people that are just going to make him secondary because Triple H is always going to be the number one heel in that group. Rollins is arguably above Randy Orton right now. They need to bring back that spark in Randy Orton by having him separate himself from the authority and then have him feud with Brock Lesnar hopefully going into Survivor Series saying I don't want to be that guy anymore and here's the thing too because Roman Reigns is now out the whole reason why Randy Orton didn't get a title shot at SummerSlam to begin with was because of Roman Reigns remember Triple H said just letting Roman Reigns get over that's why that's exactly. this whole summer was pretty much getting Reigns over pretty much yeah, yeah. but Triple H was saying in storyline was that you can't face you, know, you can't go for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship while Roman Reigns is still around well Roman Reigns is gone so that being said why can't Randy Orton go for the championship? And it depends on who you talk to, but he's never gotten his one-on-one rematch for the championship since he lost the title at WrestleMania. And he's brought that up, too, and on TV, on Twitter. He's still pissed about it if people spot that. So I see really no reason why they can't break him off on his own. And this isn't even coming from the biggest Randy Orton fan. I just think it'd be better for him, better for the product. Just fresh. Just fresh, fresh, exactly. And if they can pick Bray Wyatt back up, and we'll talk about him in a second, too. <laughs> if they can pick Bray Wyatt back up, start pushing him again as a top heel in the company, as he should be, because if they if they never really had him job to Cena in the first place or had him look inferior to Cena over the last six months, then maybe the product would be a little better right now because he'd be a top heel, and we wouldn't only have Seth Rollins. You'd have more fresh faces atop the roster that, don't, that aren't just named Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. So... That being said, I think if they can right the wrongs with Bray Wyatt going into WrestleMania, they could do a Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt matchup. They did Randy Orton insulted Bray Wyatt. Remember at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view this year? He was saying something about Bray Wyatt being like a creepy old guy or something weird like that. And he attacked John Cena instead. I don't know if a lot of people remember that. And, I mean, obviously they wouldn't talk about this, but it was Randy Orton who punted Husky Harris in the head when he left TV 
four or five years ago. Remember, they obviously were not. They were not. Re- not at all. They they're not going to bring up Husky Harris. But the history is there, you know, for us wrestling fans that like history. But um, we're going to Bray Wyatt right now. And anyway, to close on Randy Orton, I think he can. If they can right the wrongs with Bray Wyatt or with Randy Orton, I'm sorry. I think he can have a great run going into WrestleMania as an anti-hero, as a babyface, as a heel. Bottom line, break him away from the authority. So we'll go, we'll talk about Bray Wyatt right now. Interesting case from last night's Raw. The vignettes kind of focused more around Luke Harper. And Eric Rowan was only shown once. So I, I'm thinking, is he gone from the group or what happened? And then Bray Wyatt was there. He was doing all the talking for Luke Harper. And I'm thinking, since the Wyatt family, they've debuted, what, a year and a half ago now? It's been so long that we've gotten any character development with the Wyatt family. We know nothing about them. And by this point, we probably should. In that, I think they might be pushing Luke Harper as a singles guy now. So I'm waiting to see how that goes, what really the deal with that is, or if they're going to keep the group intact. It hasn't really been that long. I think they should stay intact for the time being, at least for another couple more months, if that if not another more year, if not another year, you know what I mean. So, Jamie, I'll start with you. What do you think on the thoughts of Bray Wyatt possibly breaking Luke Harper away from the group? What do you think on the on the Wyatt family potentially breaking up? What are your thoughts on the Wyatt family at the moment? Uh, I think it's kind of a tad bit too early right now because, like you know, they've only been around for just a year. But I have always kind of a preferred Harper over Rowan. I mean, like, it's nothing against Rowan, but I think Harper had the, or I think Harper has the most, or well, like, has, like, the most out of, out of the, or, or, um, out of, uh, both of them. Um, but, yeah, as for the Wyatt family, I mean, like, that's, I mean, that was kind of, uh, that was kind of intriguing. I mean, like, just those, uh, just those little, uh, vignettes that they did, um, like, you know, it kind of has me thinking, all right, is Harper going away? Is Wyatt, like, basically telling Rowan to screw off or, like, like you know, what's the deal here? So, yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure what's going on with that, but I am happy to see that it's uh, Harper. Yeah, of the three members, I think Bray Wyatt obviously has a lot of potential as well. It's better Harper yeah. than Eric Rowan. I don't think he's ready, obviously, by any stretch of the imagination. But um, I do look forward to where they go with this. RJ, your thoughts? I think that um, what I saw out of it, which I was hoping, I don't know if everyone else saw this, I feel like maybe Wyatt sees the Wyatt family in t- tension to get a title and sees Eric Rowan more as an out-of-thought. So maybe he inclines himself with Luke Harper, tag team run maybe for a little bit, Get that solidify him a little bit. Have a title on him. Harper and Rowan or Harper and Wyatt? Harper and Wyatt. Oh, okay, okay. Harper and Wyatt form a tag team. Leave Rowan on the side. Mm-hmm. They take the titles. Solidify freaking Wyatt. He hasn't even had a title since he's been in the WWE. Solidify him a little bit. Solidify Harper a little bit. Rowan's, everyone knows Rowan's on the outside looking in. And then they could have a couple good feuds with the Rhodes brothers who are have this demented... Weird gimmicks, just like Stardust, they do. Goldust, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They had two weird gimmicks going against each other. Yep. And I feel like they like if why well, can't get any lower than Arity is. So at this point, <laughs> it's not even on exactly. TV. If they're pushing Luke Harper to go single and that just letting White go on the wayside, I don't know what they're doing. But hopefully they just form a tag team with Harper and and uh, White. I don't want to see White go any lower than he's gone. He was he was having these great matches with the Shield. 
the beginning of the year, Cena. Match of the year, right? Exactly, there, yeah. Cena, freaking. There's just oh my god, they just literally <laughs> let this guy fall so far, and I don't understand. Like he went from like in all these big pay per views in the beginning of the year, it was like Daniel Bryan, Cena, freaking the Shield. Now he's not even on Raw for the last two weeks. I don't get it. I don't know. It makes no sense. It makes zero sense. They see the potential in Bray Wyatt. And I'll say this much. Whatever they're doing with Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt right now, I think we can all agree, and we talked about this two weeks ago, it is miles, miles better than a Bray Wyatt Big Show feud. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but, I, but I don't get it. Like they, don't, they have guys that are like half potential that they could put on TV that make it interesting. Instead, they put like Los Matadores and Slater and Gator on TV that no one could care two shits about. The Bunny and Radham Rose, no one else cares about them either. <laughs> It's a 10-minute segment that no one cares about. And instead of having guys that actually have a potential to be somewhat big in the company, they put these scrubs out there that no one cares about with stupid costumes and midgets and the dumbest shit ever. Uh, so, and then they had three diva matches last night. One of them had no the Natalia or, or Rosa Mendez match sucked. And then oh, is that it's a just surprise? so stupid. Like that AJ and Page for the 100th time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah. They don't make the sense that they make. It's just so dumb. Yeah, the, the segment with Ambrose and Rollins was so dumb, I felt like. Like, he opens a briefcase, gets slime on him, whatever. It's stupid. That was a dumb payoff. It's I like the segment, but the payoff was dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. And then, like, they just, like, wasted so much time with the Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury looking for <sighs> that him. That was a waste. Stupid as shit. <laughs> and, he, like, if, if, he, if I was them and Triple H said, if you don't get this briefcase, I'm going to fire you. I would run in that ring and grab the... No, they go out there and get Seth Rollins and security <laughs> yeah. and shit. Like, it's stupid stuff to, like, waste time. They have the, this is the biggest time of the year. They should be putting out the best part they have. They have plenty of guys they can put out there. Instead, they let Monday Night Football kick their ass every week. Even if it's not a good game, they probably lose so many viewers because no one gives a shit anymore. The product's so bad. They just have so much They have so much talent, and they just don't use it. That's exactly it. it. They have so much talent on their roster. They have Dolph Ziggler. They have Cesaro, Bray Wyatt. All these guys, okay, maybe with the exception of Dolph Ziggler, he hasn't been used right for the last year. But Cesaro and Bray Wyatt... Yes, I mean, they've been misused so bad. <laughs> yeah. But Bray Wyatt and Cesaro were two huge shining stars coming out of WrestleMania. Cesaro, I don't know what the hell they're trying to do with him. He's, someone put out a stat recently that after he lost the U.S. title to Kofi about a year and a half ago, the guy has lost 10 consecutive mid-card title matches. And that's not including the one last night, so 11 or 12 now, if you include the one from SmackDown... I don't know, but it's ridiculous <laughs> how much they are misusing Cesaro, Bray Wyatt, Dolph Ziggler, maybe not so much, but they have Triple H go out there. And I meant, I, I, I jinxed myself when I said this. The authority, I like them better when they're not on STV as much and when they show up, it means something. Like last night on Raw, that was their first appearance on Raw in, in a while, I think, or at least one of their first major appearances, whatever. And then they have it circa 2013 all over again when they have Triple H bury. And I'm not even using the term lightly. They had him bury The Miz and talking about his direct DVD career because that ruins the entire gimmick right there. And that's supposed to be a guy that's supposed to be contending for your Intercontinental Championship. It makes absolutely no sense. And Bray Wyatt, a guy that theoretically should be number three on your heel totem pole right now because freaking Kane in 2014 should not be anywhere near the main nope. event scene. Why is he even in the main event of Raw in 2014? Why John Cena, Randy Orton, and Kane are all facing each other in the main event of Raw in 2014? So many times in 2014, too. Exactly. Ambrose is the only thing that is keeping a lot of people watching right now. And Seth Rollins, too. But Bray Wyatt was not even on TV last night with the, with the exception of the video packages. Cesaro, I have no idea what they're doing with him. They have 
a big problem right now that we're going full They change his entrance every week, too. His freaking attire. Who? Cesaro? Yeah. It's ridiculous. They just don't know what they're doing right now. They have absolutely know what they're doing. They have absolutely no idea, any I, slightest idea, what they <laughs> should be doing with so much freaking talent on their roster. And this is a guy that had an outstanding match with Sheamus at the pay-per-view and Night of Champions. Next tonight, he's losing. And the biggest part of, the, the biggest part of this that pisses me off is the fact that Last night, they had Big Show, their whole Russian flag thing with Rusev and all that other garbage. That's a better feud than his feud with Mark Henry. That's not really saying much, but that is also a very dumb feud. To have Big Show and Mark Henry, even in the same breath, atop the babyface totem pole in 2014, that is when you know you have a problem. Mark Henry is on the verge of turning heel, and I do not want to see another Big Show Mark Henry match in 2014. I don't want to see none of those either. It makes absolutely no sense. And then WWE puts out an apology saying, "We're sorry for disrespecting the flag of Russia." Why don't you okay, put out an apology? Right. What? Here is one thing I don't, I don't, I do not get about that. Shawn Michaels blew his nose in the Canadian flag and rubbed the Canadian flag in his crotch. And and me, I am Canadian, and personally, I t- I took zero offense to that. Exactly. But, and then you had Jericho, like what, kick the Brazilian flag or whatever. He gets suspended for a month. Big Show does his crap and like pulls it down. Basically, does nothing with the flag. He just pulls it down, and they do that. Suspend like, Big Show, please. If they're going to suspend Jericho for thirty days, <laughs> suspend Big Show for the next thirty, sixty. Do you know? Do you know? Also, so far, even though he was never that big, Jack Swagger felt the face <laughs> there. The heck too. Even though he's not the best star, but like he was like. Pay-per-views, now he's losing on Bo Dallas, and the guy Bo Dallas the- fell apart. Like, oh, these- what the fuck has happened if we're talking about Bo Dallas on this show? Bo what? Dallas went to undefeated to main event superstar. <laughs> he was undefeated for a while. They haven't beat Mark Henry last night on Raw, and they ruin anything they give to Bo Dallas by having <laughs> to get the crap kicked out of him by Mark Henry, a guy that hasn't been relevant in the last three years, backstage on Raw. It pisses me off because it makes no sense whatsoever. He'll turn. Heel turn, absolutely. But like I said, that's great that Mark Henry's going heel, but I have no desire to see him face. Like, if he goes heel, who's he going to face? John Cena again? Dean Am- what, Dean Ambrose again? Really? I have no I have no desire to see that whatsoever. You know what I mean? Put out an apology. You put out an apology for disrespecting the Russia flag. Put out an apology for giving us a fucking gator. I'm sorry for swearing on the EC radio, <laughs> but this calls for it. A fucking gator, a bull, and a fucking bunny. In the ring at the same time, <laughs> and that's supposed to be your plug for the new Leprechauns movie that Peter got. Was fu- they Go were ahead. Fuming at that, I guarantee you. Who? Peter was fuming at oh, that. Oh, Peter! Yeah. Oh my God! That I was segment. Like, what the hell is this? You're I, basically like, saying to your viewers, "Go ahead and change the channel to football." Go no, ahead. you know what the worst part about it is? If that was at the end of the show, one of the last segments, how many kids are staying up at that point watching the show? Put that in the beginning. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. the, right before the main event, they put a gator, midget, a bull, and a freaking bunny on TV. When all their adult viewers are watching, that makes zero sense at all. Put another like segment or something that's a match or something that people will enjoy. Put the whole kitty shit thought, in the beginning. And you never thought you'd use all those three animals in one sentence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, put, you put the Usos, you put Stardust and Goldust, the current WWE Tag Team Champions, in a Superstars match, and you have freaking Adam Rose, Slater Gator, and Los Matadores. Los fucking Matadores. <laughs> I hate them so much. I hate Los Matadores. I, hate, I, hate Los <laughs> I love Primo Carlito, but I hate Los Matadores. You put those three acts. It's like the, it's like the Bermuda Triangle of shit in yep. WWE in wrestling right now <laughs> yep. in one segment you're basically telling your viewers 
Bobby Roode put out a tweet last week after the bunny was on Raw. He was wrestling or something. Bobby Roode's like, wow, this is what wrestling has come to. And this is like a TNA wrestler. He said something along those lines during Raw <laughs> last week. And God knows that TNA is no competition to WWE right now. And to go on a little TNA rant. Actually, before we go on the TNA rant, Jamie, do you have anything to add before we go on? I'm sorry we're completely skipping you out of this thing. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, here's the thing with TNA right now. They have their biggest show of the year, Bound for Glory. And I know Jamie doesn't watch TNA and you don't really watch well, I hate TNA. You hate so... TNA. But do you watch part of it currently or no? If it's on, oh, it's on Wednesdays now, right? <laughs> There's nothing on else on Wednesdays, so I guess sometimes I tune in, but nothing too major is on. Exactly. So. So, we get to TNA year. They have their biggest show of the year, Bound for Glory, coming up. In, in Japan, Tokyo. In Tokyo. It's a big thing. People were buzzing when it was first announced. And then they don't announce any matches until yesterday. It's the pay-per-view is less than two weeks away. And they have no matches on the show. They're world heavyweight champion. This is the TNA pay-per-view. I know they're working with Wrestle 1 or whatever it is. But they're letting Wrestle 1 do everything. Like, do all the work. And no disrespect to Japanese wrestling, but... This is a TNA pay-per-view. They're not having their heavyweight champion, whoever it is. I know they, there was a lot of title changes on their recent taping or whatever they did. I don't read spoilers, but a lot of people are talking about it. The world title will not be on the line at the next pay-per-view. Their biggest pay-per-view hey, of the TNAs? year. TNAs? TNAs. Who's the champion? Whoever Bobby Roode or Bobby Lashley, whoever the champion is. The, the, the bottom line is, is that neither one of those guys is going to be on the show. A lot of contracts are expiring. Kurt Angle, thank the hell God he's out of there, hopefully. His contract expired about a week ago. We have heard nothing from him whatsoever, so I don't know what the deal is with him. So. Wait, 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 wait. So, so, so their top title is not going to be defended at their top show? Nope. Exactly. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's like WrestleMania <laughs> without the WWE title. Exactly. It's like WrestleMania without the WWE title being defended in the main event. It's ridiculous. So, I guess... Like, no, I mean, like, it's like Mania without the streak. Oh, too soon? No, 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 exactly. I agree. <laughs> but um, that's the thing. I guess they're more focused on a TV deal. They're like, oh, we need to get that TV deal right now. But if you're so focused on getting a TV deal, I mean, it's contradictory to me because you have to put effort into your TV, you know, like right now. You need to put effort into your product because otherwise TV you know, networks are going to see this like they don't give a shit about their product. So why would we give them a TV deal? You know what I mean? It's completely ass backwards. It makes no sense. But that's our TNA rant for today, and I think that's going to do it for today's show. Because I can't think of anything else to rant about. We got to Bo Dallas, TNA, and it's like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to wrestling right now. But <laughs> Any other thoughts, RJ? <laughs> Nothing. I'm still mad with the Los Matadores. But Los freaking Matadores. I hate them. Oh, my God. Jamie, any more thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, well, okay. Uh, this may sound random, but, like, uh, didn't Bree have, like, uh, or, or, um, uh, didn't she have a match on Raw this week? Yes. She did. She beat the worst in the world, Cameron and Eva Marie. Yeah, uh, here's one thing. Uh, when Nikki said, oh, yeah, this is, this is a two-on-one handicap match, when you're facing Eva Marie and Cameron, that's more <laughs> like a .5 on one match. Yeah, exactly. She said it. I don't know if she was saying handicapped in terms of like mentally challenged wrestlers or something, or I don't know what the whole deal was there. But <laughs> they had Brie Bella go over. It was terrible. I mean, I know we have three matches on Raw. Like, that's a good thing. But if none of those matches mean anything, and one of them includes Rosa Mendez, how much is that really doing for the Divas division? You know what I mean? It makes no sense. But I'm whole... just saying now, for those of you that are out there trying to find work now, if Cameron can get a job with WWE, you can find work anywhere. There is hope for all of us. There is hope for all of them. 
So on that note, we're going to wrap up the show. A very rant-worthy edition of WrestleRant here today. We're living up to the name, people. WrestleRant Radio. In addition to the technical difficulties, I apologize for those that were tuning in early. Both of our mics, both RJ and I, were both muted at the start of the show. So some schmuck who was in this room before us kind of screwed us over in that respect. But if you're still listening, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a blast talking to you, man. Before we let you go, make sure to plug anything. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on soon, man. Yes, yes, definitely for sure. I would love, I would uh, love that. Well, anyways, uh, if you guys want to, you can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Lee Mac. Also, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Well, well, it's not really mine, but like it's mine and Kyle's, who is at Rated K13 on Twitter. Basically, we review Raw uh, using a uh, Google Hangout. Uh, uh, we have our uh, career, or, or sorry, um, we have our uh, career breakdowns where we basically we take a random wrestler and we break down their entire career, like we talk, or like, or like we talk about like every major point in their road to, or, or well, sorry, or well, like on or through their road in WWE. And we also have our Fave Five, which is basically our top five of pretty much like. Anything wrestling related, like, you know, top five matches, um, pay-per-views, wrestlers, just like any topic you, you can think of, that is what we have. And we also, like I said, review Raw, review pay-per-views, all of that great shit. So do that. YouTube.com forward slash the JK Report. And, yeah, that's about it. Sounds good, man. You guys can check that out. And also at Jamie Lee Mac on the Twitter. Is that correct? Yes, that is that is, uh, that is correct. Sounds good, man. Like I said before, thanks for coming on the show, and hopefully we can talk to you again down the road. Yes, definitely. Catch you later, man. Thanks again. Yep, yeah, no problem. See you later. And RJ, your shameless plugs, your shout-outs of sorts. Go I right know, ahead, man. So many shout-outs. I need like, <laughs> someone like write them down. So we got Molly, Jeff, Cam, Shannon, Jamie. If I didn't get you, too bad. <laughs> at Twitter, at Raymond underscore Marceau. Find me at YouTube at Ray Marceau. And uh, pretty much that. That's all I got for you. Sounds good. Making up for the shout outs for last week because you weren't on last week's exactly. show. Exactly. We're a few weeks away from the Hell in a Cell pay per view. But next week, maybe some more rants when it comes to Raw, TNA, whatever is terrible in the world of wrestling. Because God knows we will have, we will have any sort of good in wrestling nowadays. You know what I mean? It's very rare that we come across something that we can actually praise. But uh, hopefully, WWE and TNA can fix that for us in the very near future. So, that being said, folks, thanks for joining us. Always appreciate it. You can support the show on at nextairawrestling.weebly.com. we got shows every single Tuesday right here on EC Radio. Live365.com backslash stations backslash ECTV73. Nextairawrestling.weebly.com. You can watch every, or you can listen to every single show from last year. Next week, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary here on Endicott Campus for WrestleRant Radio. It's a big show. Make sure to join us. You can find me on Twitter at WrestleRant. Facebook, Ram Jason Matthews. YouTube, same thing. Bleach Report, same thing. So with that being said, folks, thanks again for joining us. We will catch you back right here on EC Radio next Tuesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 Central Time. We'll catch you then.